I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey everybody, welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I am so excited about today's episode. As ever, joined by my smiley, Dude, I'm brilliant smiling ear to ear, baby. friend Julio Gallarotti. Hi G, how are you? Fucking There he is. Um, I'm good, baby. I'm good, baby. Yeah, we're here. Uh we have not uh well, this we're just I haven't seen Julio in over a week. I saw him last night, but before that, he had been traveling all over the world, as he often does. Mm -hmm. So we are bursting at the seams. We have a lot of shit to talk about. With things that we want to share, which means that this is going to be a spicy and meaty episode. Big time. Speaking of, (laughs) we have recently experienced somewhat of of a blossoming renaissance in the podcast as we've sort of hinted at thank god yeah and we're so excited uh at at the growth and all the wonderful new listeners and especially to all of our og fans our day oneers who have heard every episode who have clearly been spreading the word it means the world to us you guys are oops missionaries yeah We hope that you will continue to spread the good word, the, the good word, to, to, to share the good book, and uh, and and that's so kind of you. It's awesome. Of course, with that comes you know a a bevy, a a full plate of our wonderful ad reads from our beloved sponsors, to whom we are eternally grateful. That's how we make money. Um, and so we just sort of wanted to give you just a little bit of a heads up that there will be a maybe a, a slightly increased uh, ad sort of uh serving on the pod uh but nothing to nothing to worry about we are we love the brands um they're awesome brands we don't we don't accept uh ads from companies that we don't like or use ourselves so uh stick with us on that and trust that you know what we're saying is um we're actually we actually believe in these these amazing companies and products so uh yeah that's all and and thanks for your patience so absolutely without further ado g god almighty (laughs) give us a breakdown man where the hell did you go how are you alive what's the latest all right so dude i went on like a i guess nine day trip to central and south america i was in panama for one day i was in ecuador and then i was in the galapagos islands which are part of ecuador um do they belong to Ecuador? Yes. Interesting. Yes. It's a territory. That's gotta um, be one of the biggest reasons anyone goes to Ecuador. Is that their main tourist attraction? I don't really know. I mean, Ecuador has a lot to offer, but I have to imagine that that is like their gem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and dude, so much interesting shit happened. I'm so excited to share uh, with you. So yeah. I, I, I came up with some highlights because I remember when we talked about Alaska last time I went on a bit of a trip. I had trouble sort of summarizing my favorite parts and that frustrated me. So this time I came locked and loaded and ready. Excellent. Before we dive into that, I just want to say one quick little fact, which is that the equator is something that always fascinated me as a child. The fact that there's a country named after it, which if you think about it, the equator, really all it is, is is, it's the the fit Earth's Fitbit. Correct. (laughs) It is. It literally is. Earth's. So, dude, that's a fun fact. So, yeah. uh, to what Francis is saying, the Earth actually protrude, protrudes a bit more at the equator. The, the The Earth is not a perfect circle. Is that right? Yeah, it's a little has a little bit of oval inspiration mm, going on, slightly so, oblong, uh, slightly slightly oblong. So it's funny, dude, because we took some mi- micro doses. Um, oh, when we went to the turtle preserve, which, by the way, these fucking turtles, I had no idea how big they were going to be. Are they turtles? Yeah, they're tortoises, turtles. What's the know. difference between a tortoise and a I turtle? I have no idea. You know that we are zoological people on this podcast. <laughs> we are, but I don't know. We must have that, Chris. But dude, it's funny because the guy was trying to explain to us that like the sex in the turtle world isn't consensual. Ooh. He's like, he's sort of like a uh, rape. He's rape. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently the turtles are just raping each other. Um, Why? But dude, what? so I remember there was this moment, and I don't know if this was the mushrooms, but I didn't lose this thought afterward. The sky actually looks closer to you in the Galapagos. Come on. The sky looks lower. I'm, I'm not joking. 
So once once the mushrooms had faded, and I, you said, yes. "I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep this one off and take a fresh glance at the sky." It had stuck with me after, mm. dude. And and I remember the the sun came out. It had been cloudy, and I remember just seeing it so clearly. I was like, "Holy fuck." The sky is literally closer. Interesting. I wonder. I wonder if there's science to that. I don't. But dude, so there's so much interesting stuff about the Galapagos. First of all, I got super sick. I got really bad food poisoning, and I ate some crazy shit. It's crazy the things that I ate, and the fact that like grapes are what ended up getting me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I ate the craziest shit. I'm gonna tell you about it. Um, but I got super sick. That sucked. The other thing that sucks about being super sick, the pipes in the Galapagos are like not, I think they must not be great because there's just this smell of shit, like this 10% smell of shit. Mm. So like when you're sick and there's just that smell in the background, it doesn't help. Sort of like like every pair of jeans I own. (laughs) I don't wash them. I was told not to. Right. But dude, I was bedridden for like the last 24 hours I was there, which sucks. But... Dude, it was just really interesting. Another interesting thing about the turtles is that they they raise them in captivity for the first five years for good measure because there's a rat infestation on the island and the rats will just eat the turtles alive. Oh my gosh! When they're when they're little, so they have to let let them get to a big enough size where the rats can't eat them. Oh wow! Which is crazy. Yeah. Um. So anyway, the Galapagos was like really rough in it. You know what I mean? It's not like going to the Bahamas. It's like, mm-hmm. you got to roll your sleeves up. It's an adventure mm-hmm. to go between Island to Island. It's like three hours on a boat and it's oh. really choppy seas. Like we got seasick too. Like it's like a, it's like a voyage, Ooh, you know, buddy. I know, but I dude, know. I don't know about that for me. I know. I know. Um, so a couple, a couple highlights, a couple interesting things. First of all, I ate some of the weirdest shit ever. I decided, so as you guys might know, I'm I sort of, I guess for lack of a better term, vlogged the experience. I felt like I really enjoyed doing the pack light thing, but I thought that adding the visual element would be really helpful and fun. Absolutely. So I kind of shot every day a different thing. So I found that eating weird shit really does well on video. Sure so, does. So dude, Ari Shafir was telling me about this thing called Kui. Have you ever heard of Kui? Mm-mm. It's basically just a guinea pig. And they give you the whole guinea pig. So like its head is still on it. Oh. And it's like weird to see this thing smiling at you. That's the exact yeah. thing he said. He's like, if you can get over the fact that it's smiling at you, it's delicious. Mm. So I was like, oh, I obviously have to eat that. So I ate that and it was like not that deep of a cut. I was like, this isn't weird enough. I was like, is there anything weirder that you can eat? And my tour guide told me about the most insane thing. He's like, you might not be able to find it. So I was like, okay, where do you find it? He's like, up north. Then he WhatsApps me the next day. He's like, you might be able to find it at one of the markets. Mm. So then I went on a hunt for this thing yeah. called Calda de Calavera. Yes. There's different names for it, but it's essentially sheep's head soup. Ooh. The head of a sheep. And dude, it's funny because we were at the top of this church and I was asking about it. And these people were all talking to me. Talk, there's some guy from Wisconsin there and these two women. And there's one guy who just wasn't talking for like 20 minutes. And then I say, I'm like, oh, Calda de Calavera. And he just turns around and he goes, Calda de Calavera. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I think you can get it at the market, the central market. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm. So I go there, can't find it. All I can find is like sheep hearts and like all this shit, but I couldn't find the soup. So I'm like, fuck, we're not going to be able to find it. All this weird stuff is happening. It's getting a little dicey. We see some woman get robbed. We're like, this is fucked up. We finally end up in a place and we're eat, drinking juice, and the woman happens to speak English, which is rare in these markets. I was like, do they have this dish anywhere? She goes, yes. Walks us over to the place where they have it. I sit down, order it, and now I'm about to fucking eat this crazy sheep head thing. So this is how you eat it. There's a ritual. They take the head, and they just put it in a boiling pot of water. So you see its tongue. It's like the head. It's not just a skull. It's a head. Mm. They cook it, and then they put it in a soup, and they hand you a soup with the head in the soup. I I filmed all this. And so I'm like, how do you eat it? And they're like, oh, like, so you just eat the face <laughs> with a fork. You peel the face off and eat it. And mind you, these women, I had to be, I didn't want to be rude. So I had to eat way more than I wanted to. The face tasted kind of like turkey fat. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't like that unedible. But dude, listen to this. Turkey fat sounds unedible to me. Listen to this. When you're done eating the face, a woman comes over with an axe and chops its skull open and then scoops out the brain into your soup and you eat the brain. <laughs> so I ate the brain and dude, the brain was not that delicious and I ate way more of it than I wanted to. It tastes kind of like 
You know when you're eating lobster and you accidentally eat the part you're not supposed to eat? Yeah, the row, the green. Yeah, right? it sort of tasted like that. Maybe that's whatever it is. Yeah, the green part though in in, in the like spine. the stomach, yeah. like yeah. So dude, that was a fucking gnarly ass deep cut, but I I was happy I ate it, and it was funny because all the local people were like laughing at me because they thought I was crazy that I was eating. Like even the local people don't eat that. So here's my question: <laughs> they they have it on the menu at whatever this inner restaurant was so it was just actually there was like a uh, a bulletin board and it just had it written on it like that they had it and the woman apologized because normally it's better at night she says when you can cook it for longer which didn't make me feel better right <laughs> right um but it was a really cool experience to eat something so fucking weird dude wow the fact that that didn't make me sick what percentage of the food that was set in front of you did you finish <laughs> in general yeah. Or just that with that meal. Of that of that bowl of head. Probably like forty to fifty percent. You ate forty to fifty percent of it? I and that was about forty percent more than I wanted to eat. Now, was it way too much food? It was just re- a really deep fucking cut, dude. It yeah. was a little gross. obviously. What is what does that mean exactly, deep fucking cut? A deep cut is just kind of like like an off the off the reservation even, like a really intense version of whatever it is you're doing i think mm, is okay. what a deep cut is. so like a deep cut is eating a fucking cheap's brain dude that's a deep cut <laughs> yeah whereas eating it's like leg wouldn't be that's like a normal cut for some reason when i hear deep cut i think of like alanis morissette unplugged <laughs> with an acoustic guitar <laughs> in a coffee I shop not yeah. nice. this is a deep cut <laughs> you won't find any of these cuts I think that on her albums that literally, I think, is what it, yeah. And I think it's like a music term. Well, interesting. So. I can't imagine eating a brain of a sheep while listening to that concert by Alanis Morissette. I, I don't think those things would pair. <laughs> so, dude, last wow. last thing, last highlight. Um, we're walk- So they're telling us, they're like, there's really good pickpockets here. You have to be careful. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So I uh, had pants with zippers. Mm-hmm. And the guy who was with me, Zach, my friend, who was also filming, he he didn't have as good of like anti-pickpocket gear. And I remember we're like walking in this crowded area. He passes by these really little people and they kind of like bump him a little. And then we keep walking. And like 30 seconds later, I was like, dude, those people were like perfect pickpocket height. And he stops in his tracks, pats his pockets, phone is gone. Oh. And he just goes, he like the, the, I will never forget the look on his face. He just goes, Fuck. And phone is just gone, dude. And like, dude, three hours later, it pops up on Find My iPhone. And we're at our hotel and the guy, this guy Enrique, he's like, let's go find it. So now we're like going to try to find it. We don't find it, but we see these cops and he tells the cops and the cop goes, okay. And he points to these motorcycles. And now I'm just on a motorcycle with a police officer going who I don't, I'm just on the back of a fucking police motorcycle. I'm like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I hope that this like doesn't turn out badly. They end up taking us to the Ministry of Tourism. We fill out a whole report. And the cop, who's really nice, was like, this is how, you know, his phone happened to not be insured. He's like, but if you were insured, this is how you get the phone. You need a police report. Mm. So I was like, that's actually really good to know. Yeah. Um, And at the end of the night, I was like, dude, this is so like, what a crazy ride this was. I'm so sorry about your phone. I was like, in honor of your phone. I'm getting a zipper tattoo. Oh boy, look, here we go. <laughs> wait, wait, this is a cool one. It's a fresh, in honor of our boy Zach's phone, may it rest in peace. Um, and just keep your shit tight, dude. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a fun one, dude. <laughs> Did you get that done down there? Yeah, I got it done down there. Um, and you like to get tattoos when you're traveling i've learned it's a good it's a nice touch you know and i felt like in the rwanda video the tattoo was a cool scene so Mm -hmm. i was like i think it'll be cool to to get a tattoo down here Um, do you do any research about the tattoo parlor no what you're getting is simple enough that you trust it to the hands of whichever yeah dude and to be honest like even when they get like i have some that have gotten fucked up and it's like fine whatever maybe someday i'll get them touched up got Um, it um but yeah, over and like you know that they're like every place is clean. This guy actually did a really good job. That one, that one is really a good, good right? tattoo. Yeah, I know, I know. I was really impressed. So that's the thing. Like you, sometimes you'd be pleasantly surprised, and other times, like the person you think is going to be really good does the worst one you've ever gotten. Got it, um, dude. I was taking all these pictures with like 
indigenous people in the countryside. And my dad was like giving me shit about it. He's like, you're such an American. He's like, I hope you tip them. I was like, okay, McLovin. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, all right, Mr. Big Guy acting like he doesn't inconvenience people for his own fucking personal enjoyment. Yeah, he'd probably be giving him a cheesecake or something. <laughs> but he'd be giving him. It's like, fuck off, dad. Yeah. Fuck off. Um, um, I have a question, though, really quick. Sure. So when you show up back at home after being away for whatever, a week, 10 days, and you have a new tattoo... Does that does Hillary expect you to come home with a new tattoo? Is it not? Is it nothing? I usually send her a picture when oh, I get I one because, dude, like I've said before, when I wear a new item that Hillary doesn't know about, she gets shook as fuck. Mm. She's what the fuck is that about sneakers? Yeah. So obviously, I need to tell her about a tattoo, right? You know what I mean, but she right. knew that I was getting. She like jokingly was like, "Hi." I was like, I'm going to get a zipper. And she was like, LOL, like not thinking I was serious. And then I did get it. And she was like, what? <laughs> um, okay. But it ended up being fine, dude. Is there nothing that you could get that would really turn her off? There's the, at one point, you know how like, like people will get a giant cursive name that kind of glows. Yeah. Like a, I was like, it would be funny if I got Hillary that way. And she yeah. was like, please don't do that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, so there's certainly things that she would like not think were great. Um, I see. But I think she generally likes my style. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So I don't know. But I will say this, dude. Our boy Zach, if he had just been wearing a fucking pair of bird dog shorts, that's it, man. They have that zipper in the back pocket. They do have a very good pocket. They have a very good pocket. He never would have gotten pickpocketed. They wouldn't have been able to. Just adding to the versatility of a pair of shorts and pants that are already so versatile. Yep. They're also pickpocket proof. The bi the bird dogs are your ultimate travel pant and they are. short. They, they are. sort of serve every function. You can wear them for not getting pickpocketed. But you can also wear them if you end up going swimming or working out or just walking around totally. all day. If you encounter a lagoon, you can jump in, jump out, That's and be it. able to go back to urban fucking walking around immediately. Bingo. Bingo, bango, bongo. We love the bird dogs. Uh, we wear them all the time. I've been doing some, some, some stuff with them. They're just the best. They're the best. We love bird dogs. Use promo code OOPS right now, and you will get some kind of percentage off, I think, with your first order, as well as some kind of a gift. We don't know what it is, and that's okay, because it's a surprise. Everybody loves the bird dogs. Use promo code oops, birddogs.com. Get your bird dogs for the summer. Get them immediately. So, dude, uh, like in, in all in all, I feel that my adventure bug has been has been satisfied. My for thirst, how long? My thirst for adventure has been quenched. And I honestly think, this is very interesting, but when I used to live with the family before, when I would travel... I almost felt like I was at home because I had my own space mm. because their space was my space. And I never really felt fully at home there. Yeah. Even though, you know, the, the kids are like my best friends. I love them. They're literally my brother, like my brothers and sisters. And, but still like the house just never fully felt like home. Um, and by traveling, I would have my own space. But now that I have my own home, I got homesick really easily and mm. I miss my girlfriend so much. Wow. I felt like a child being like, I miss you. I love you. Like, you know, when you're 18, I can't live without you. It was like mm -hmm. shit like that. Right. I was so happy to be back. I was, I got sick. Obviously that didn't help, but, um, I really, and I started to have like a bit of an existential crisis where I was like, I don't necessarily know if I want to go to every single country in the world. still. wow. That's a deep cut. <laughs> That's how I was feeling. And I was like, maybe, maybe I don't need to decide that this moment, right. but like I have a much more sort of like desire to go to places that are easy to travel to right now. Like I don't necessarily need to be going to fucking Chad and the central African Republic next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I have, I want to go to like Denmark, like places that are easy to travel to. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Florida, <laughs> but Denmark. But yeah, man. So I, I, uh, and then I started like feeling bad about myself. I was like, dude, you just can't stick to anything. Like I just, I, I, didn't, I was overthinking it. You know what I mean? I was mm -hmm. like, you decide this and then you change your mind. And like, if you just stuck with the same thing for longer, then you'd be more successful. Like I just started having all these like toxic thoughts for no reason. I was like, dude, whatever. Fucking just do what you want. It's mm -hmm. fine, I guess. I don't know. Well, uh, <laughs> it sounds like you were having a bit of a tug of war with yourself. I think that traveling alone can be disorienting and you feel loneliness more acutely when you're doing that. 
And I was with Zach, which helped. He's, yeah. he's my friend. You know, we had a good time. But, but esp- still. especially getting sick too. You know, you feel the distance from from someone who can rub your back and sort of put a fresh bowl for you to puke in in front of you, <laughs> um, and bring totally. you saltine crackers and and bone broth or whatever it is. Totally, man. Um, but you know, look, I I think that you are a, a, a somebody who does love to travel and experience and and see the world, but. Um, I don't know. I think I think what have you ever tried or pitched the idea of bringing Hillary along with you on one of these crazy adventures? So, yeah, like she can. Like she she could probably have done Ecuador, that would have been fine, but like she needs to go somewhere where like she is very very confident that like she'll be able to express the fact that she can't eat nuts. Yeah. And that like she and I think that there's like good enough infrastructure with like everything there that she would have been fine if she has some kind of allergic reaction. Right. But she'd prefer to not put herself in that position. Mm-hmm. She likes to go to like very like Ecuador is pretty well traveled too, but like very mainstream, obvious places that people go to with like so that she doesn't have to worry. Like Denmark, for example. Sure, or or just you like you could bring her to Denmark. I could bring her to Denmark, but also like you know she like in this kind of trip, like staying in in maybe not super nice hotels where like the concierge isn't as helpful if there's like some kind of issue, like you don't have that in place, mm. um, type of thing. So. I don't know. So I think that in the future, there's trips that I do with her and there's trips that I don't do with her. Understood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you might also be aging out of the roughing it. Yeah, it gets... And dude, also just like having the camera there, it like turned it into work. Yeah. It's like, which is fine, but it like made it really tiring. And like constantly worrying, am I shooting? Are we getting enough shots? You gotta, getting, you gotta be on the lookout all through the line. time. And dude, I'll tell you what though, like you sort of inspired me to to do it. Really? Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Um seeing the way that you cut up your alternate side parking thing it's incredible how you've created this like cohesive series with very little to work with i mean you know what i mean like you're there for an hour and a half you mm-hmm. have to somehow shoot a sh- a fucking segment in an hour and a half and you don't know what's going to happen right so every single time you're like you and chris are creating this like cohesive edit that's funny with good moments and i'm like if francis can do that why can't I do something similar with travel stuff even when the stakes aren't necessarily that high mm. or whatever? And I get it with the alternate side parking. Like it is, the stakes can be high because you have to like move and then move again and whatever. But still, it's like you found that. So I was like, maybe I can find something too. Yeah, but I, you know, I found something that was very dramatic in a very small space. And totally. you when you're traveling you have to find drama and and something that grips right in a completely unknown massive space right right and so much of it is human interaction and people are naturally somewhat standoffish to foreigners true true and it's hard for you to get other people who you just met for the first time who might not speak very good english to be comfortable on camera totally and you know, I think I think I've done I've tried to do the travel thing too, and it's I found that harder interesting than I find alternate side interesting. parking Thursdays. Interesting. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like there are unique challenges about it, but like exploring is interesting. Mm-hmm. Where like you know what I mean? Like the alternate side parking, it's like you know where you're gonna be. Like, I don't know. To me it seems harder, but I understand your point. Mm. Like it is tough. You're like every day I need to like find people willing to talk like you have to kind of create something out of nothing yeah but it's the same thing with yours so i want to just a a quick plug uh for speaking of alternate side parking thursdays that's all available on my patreon julio will be joining me next wednesday tomorrow actually uh which is june it's gonna be 23rd 23rd next june 23rd at 7 p.m. for a virtual happy hour. And we hope that you guys will join us as well. Come in. We'll have you have a drink with us. We'll uh, answer any questions that you may have. Just a, just a great hangout. We'll be, be drinking awesome. drinking a couple pops, a couple sodas <laughs> Sodies. Um, on the Patreon. And we hope to have you guys there. It'd be really fun. So uh, hopefully you'll sign up. And we're, I'm also, by the way, starting a book club on uh, a boozy book club once a month. And our first book is That's The Woman in the idea. Window. Uh, which is a thriller. That's a great idea. And we're going to have that on Ju- July 14th. So you should get the book and start reading because you're going to run out of time 
And that's July 14th, also virtual book club. And that's we'll be drinking on that. That's a great idea, dude. So people, people are always asking me about like book recommendations that's on the podcast, stuff like that. And uh, this, is, this is the time. That's our first so book. I'm so impressed. Yeah. So I hope people will join the Patreon. It's, it's finally really uh, worth something, worth joining. And I'll just add to that by this point on the Patreon, if you join right now, you'll get all of the previous like six or seven alternate side parking Thursdays that I've put up there. So there's a, a big library and backlog of content, content blogs, uh, all this stuff that I've been writing, you know, and, and working on and, and the songs every Friday and, and stand up clips and uh, the just, Francis files. It's a community. So, so join us. We, we love you. Thank you so much. That's it. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay. I, I got a question for you. Unless are you done? You're not done with your trip. Are you? I think so. Is that it? Yeah. The trip? Okay. Because I have so much, that I want to talk to you about. Love it. Um, the first thing that I want to ask you about is this. Have you ever been 9-11 shamed? What, the, what does that even mean? I got 9-11 shamed recently. How? By older people who started talking about it and then looked at me and they were like, you probably don't even remember. Oh my God. What were you? a four-year-old oh my god well first of all that's a compliment i was like no i was in seventh grade i remember it very very well and they were like (laughs) seventh grade oh my god and then they started talking about how like they were in the city these guys were in their 40s or whatever and they had to like run and it was crazy and all this that's and they were like holding it over me and then you have to like prove it you're like well because like my uncle was in one of the towers and he escaped (laughs) I would have to be like, well, my uncle was in the towers and he escaped. And also I knew one of the people on United 93. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I <laughs> didn't want to lie, uh, but I I just, but I was an interesting moment in my life to be, I was like, these people are shaming me for not crazy. being older when 9-11 happened. Did you pull a Ranazizi? You're like, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Stolen Ballard myself. <laughs> Dude, that's 9/11. crazy. Yeah. So, so how did it end up? You're like, sorry, I wasn't older, dude. You fucking losers. Well, it's just one of those things where, like, I tried to plead my case, and I was like, no, I remember it was seventh grade, and I went into the the library at school and looked up the headlines, and everyone was talking about it on the tetherball court. And surreal, uh, man. As I'm doing this, I'm like, you know what? Proving myself here is not worth it, and I this is stupid. Like, sorry guys, what's the point of this exercise? Yeah, what a dumb, what a dumb weird dick measuring contest. Yeah, what a that's crazy to dude. prove one's proximity to one of the great tragedies of of American history. That is so stupid. Oh my yeah. god. Dude, I remember it like I remember it like it was yesterday, man. Like I was in history class. It ha- started happening. They turned the TV on, and like the second one going down was absolutely fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. PS, th- this is a weird thing to be bragging about. But I had just taken a class where our assignment was to look at the FBI's most wanted list. And Osama bin Laden was already the most wanted person in America because he bombed the embassies in Africa. Right. So I literally was like, I bet it's Osama bin Laden. And then like it was you called and everybody it. thought that I was a genius. Like I it was a dumb guess. Wow. Um that no, was crazy. But you anyway, rain manned it. I rain yeah. manned it, yeah. Um That's but dude, amazing. I got called to the guidance counselor's office because my uncle was in the fucking World Trade Center. He worked for Dean Witter, which their thing was in the World Trade Center. And I was like, Am I about to find out like something insane? And they're like, We just want you to know that like really sorry about that. Um they're like, I just want you to know that like your uncle's fine. And wow. I was like, "Wow, it's a pretty quick uh, response from the school to have that intel for you." I know, like he, yeah. Apparently, he like escaped. He was in Brooklyn. He called us when he got to Brooklyn. He's like, and he always he always uses fraying, uh sayings too. He was like, "It's like I escaped by the skin of my my ass or something." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, crazy man. But I'm happy he made it. But it's crazy. Uh, sad for all. I mean, the thousands of people who did not make it. I'm only laughing at that statement. Not obviously any of the 9-11 stuff, but because our doorman blends aphorisms. Oh, I said it wrong. No, you said it right. Well, <laughs> no, just... uh, well yeah, but my doorman recently, because we keep <laughs> hounding him about, you know, various things that we need to get fixed in the apartment. Mm. And so because he passes it on to the super and finally we got the super to come. And we thanked our doorman, and he was like, "He, I swear to God, he goes, well, you know, squeaky wheel gets the worm. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
which is a hybrid of the squeaky wheel gets the grease yeah. and the early bird gets, gets the, the worm. <laughs> Dude, my friend Casey does that too. It's so funny. That's really And it funny. works perfectly. You get it. You know what he means, but you yeah, know, it's, really it's just too funny. totally it's like it's like a a centaur. Like somebody just <laughs> cut a, a, a horse in half and put a human body on the top. that's fucking hilarious well dude we have a really uh great new sponsor that we're partnered with it's a product that you probably all know and love already it's a delicious cereal uh and the brand is called magic spoon that's it everyone always knows they're always asking me for my overnight oats recipe and i'm not gonna lie i have actually moved away from the overnight oats ever since magic spoon sent me a couple boxes of their incredible cereal and the reason is this stuff is healthy zero grams of sugar 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving it is healthy only 140 calories per serving it's keto friendly gluten-free grain-free soy free low carb and gmo free it's literally nothing it's yeah (laughs) you're eating nothing it's healthy cereal (laughs) that tastes like the type of stuff that you used to enjoy eating really good it's really good um right now you get a variety pack they have four flavors that are cocoa fruity frosted and peanut butter that's what they sent me and i'm working with my work my way through them as am i um you can mix the cocoa with the peanut butter and it tastes like a peanut butter cup oh shit uh it's it's it tastes like the 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 childhood cereal that you used to like get a t-shirt in the box or something (laughs) and enjoy making you know playing the games on the back but it's super nutritious delicious super healthy cereal that really brings joy to our mornings go to magicspoon.com slash oops to grab a variety pack and try it today be sure to use the promo code OOPS at checkout and you'll save $5 off your order. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash OOPS and use the code OOPS to save $5. They also are so confident in their product, they back it with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you like it for any reason, they'll refund you. But trust me, you're going to like it. Dude, Francis, it's funny you're talking about hounding the doorman for stuff. I showed up in America ready to fucking roll my sleeves up and trailblaze in my building. First of all, the mass restrictions have like, for the most part, kind of gone away now in New York. Some places are still insisting that we wear them, which I don't fucking understand, to be yeah. honest. Um, but in my building, they haven't gotten rid of the mass restrictions yet. Probably some kind of like bureaucratic thing that's going to take them a while. Mm-hmm. But I immediately got home and emailed the building. I was like, I don't understand why I don't have to wear a mask anywhere in the city, but I'm wearing one in the common areas of my building. Mm-hmm. E- sent that email. Then, dude, the people who live above us there's just children bounding around. Dun, 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 dun. It's like oh, like no. like heel running starting at 7.30 in the morning. And it's so annoying. So I was actually kind of thinking about when you told me about moving in the apartment, the things that you need to check. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that you should add to that, do they have toddlers living in the apartment above you? Yep. Um, it got so bad yesterday that I went upstairs. Did you? Yeah. I knocked on the door. Not to my surprise, it's like a nanny situation. The nanny's like not in control of the kids. And I was like, hey, sorry. And the nanny kind of just turns to the left. And now I'm speaking to the kids directly. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, and it's like a six-year-old and an eight-year-old, the two cutest girls you've ever seen in your life, Uh wearing matching like like, uh, little mermaid dresses. Oh, good luck seeing this mission through. And I'm like, hey, guys. I was like, listen, it's and now I'm talking to children. I'm like, it's fun (laughs) to have fun, but it's really loud. Like, And listen, I want you guys to have fun. I love Ariel, too. Uh Uh-huh. I was like, but when you really, and the the nanny's like, see, see, I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> see, like you better fucking shut your kids up, dude. I would have done that. Asses. I would have started singing that song and I would have been like, uh, 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 walking around on those. What do you call them again? <laughs> the toes of your feet, not your heels up where you walk. <laughs> Running Not so light, run. stay on your toes or I'll get into a fight. <laughs> I'll come punch your lights out. If you walk on your heels, part of the world we share in this building, don't be selfish. I'm like, my girlfriend's Ursula, so you better shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> what were Ursula's little minions? Were they seahorses? They were evil, the things that she sort of rode around on? I forget, dude, but Ursula was kind of thick. Ursula could get Ursula it. Ursula was be over, over, bigger than thick. Ursula could get it, dude. That was not. No, thick is so. That's too generous. She was. Needed, Ursula could get it. Young she Ursula. Did, she could was get it. problematically obese. 
<laughs> no, come on. Yeah, she was a problem. Dude, Maleficent's the hottest bad guy. Is that right? I think so. Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. They'll prick a finger on a spinning wheel and die. Yeah, it's oh, pretty oh, evil. Shit. Yeah. She's sexy. Though. They were eels. Uh, eels. Were. Eels are much Good more call, evil Chris. than seahorses. I agree with that. Good call. But dude, yeah, having to fight, having to tell these adorable little girls to shut the fuck up was so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you accomplished it, though. And they were they were running around this morning, too. But like, I, I guess you have to pick your battles. Like, If they're <laughs> running around at 10 a.m. and I'm still in bed, I'm the loser there. I was hung over from the girls got to eat boat cruise. Oh my god! Let's <laughs> let's just do a quick uh, once over on that. Happy birthday, Raina! Happy birthday, Raina! So we we went to Raina's birthday party last night on a boat in the New York Harbor, and um, I I mean I just got I just got pretty tuned up, dude. I'm not I got lie. tuned up. before the night was over. Raina was pulling her tits out for everybody. She then Raina's was... friends started pulling her tits out. What? Everyone was just pulling their tits out. I didn't yeah, you see missed that. this because this. <laughs> You were there for that. When did that happen? Dude, Abba and I. So first of all, Abba and I now have our own independent friendship, which is so funny. <laughs> so Francis went home and Abba and I went to the after party. Yeah. Um, and at the after party, we're talking about how Raina pulled her tits out. And then Raina's friend is like, I can pull my tits out. Also pulls her tits out. By the way, in public, we were sitting in the outdoor seating too. Just fucking Goodness whips it out. My oh me! It was a night of great tits, great drinks, great laughs. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> I just want to just say how the the Reina detitting thing happened, <laughs> which is that at the end of the night, the DJ on the boat gave her the microphone to to give a quick speech where she thanked everyone very graciously graciously for coming, and she was so happy. And then everyone was like, "We love you." And then someone said, "Like <laughs> enjoy your tits." Yelled it. <laughs> And then she was like, everyone's like, ha ha ha. And then her boyfriend goed, show everyone your tits. And then, and then we all started chanting tits, tits, tits. And Raina, to her credit, did not bat an eye. But this is where it was so funny. Rather than like flash everyone, she pulled it out as if she was about to breastfeed. It was a, a an unearthing of the breasts. It was like a, oh, let me fish this out. And just one boob showed it off. We all went, oh, my God, amazing. And then she recovered it, and uh, we went on with our night. It was it hysterical, was awesome. dude. And, and it makes sense because Raina just has, like, fucking bombs, dude. Like, she has to, like, handle with care. She just whips those things out. Like, she'll knock out the DJ. She knocks over the fucking... She has to unveil oh one, God. dude. She very carefully pulled one out. She unboxed them. Yeah, it was she, a it was a hype beast unboxing of a breast. Lots to unpack. Yeah. Yo, what's up, everybody? Today I got this hot new boob. <laughs> you guys already know. Hit the like and subscribe button. <laughs> it was really fun, man. We just literally rode on this boat around uh sort of like New York. Car, like the bottom of Manhattan. Yeah, and it was an open bar situation. Open bar situation. Everybody and they were serving in these little kind of plastic cups, just vodka sodas. And I must have had 12 to 14. I drank so many tequila sodas. Yeah, and, and we were just having a blast. So it was fun. so fun. Uh, Good group of people. Got real tuned up. Yeah, so fun night Fun night with the, our, our dear friends. The girls got to eat. And dude, I had just been on a five-hour fucking boat crusade in the Pacific Ocean. So this boat was like a little bouncy at one point and I was a little worried, but I realized mm. that I was almost prepared for it. Like I didn't feel yeah. queasy at all. I mean, yeah. it doesn't sound like you did either. No, I was okay. Yeah. As long as I can, um, I don't really know how to put it. First of all, there's something about being not too far from shore that helps that me does help, right. avoid being uh, really sick. And if it's large pitches and, and valleys is a, a gentle as opposed to like quick, up and down okay. on like a fishing boat if it's consistent yeah i'm 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 usually okay interesting um but i want to ask you this because this is something that i was thinking about recently cuz we mentioned that we're we're very good friends with obviously ashley and reina uh i wanted to ask you about this um would you say <laughs> you know how people say about women like oh she's a girl's girl or yeah, she's a guy's yeah, girl yes. would you say that you are a girl's guy or a guy's guy? I mean, dude, in true Gemini form, I truly believe I'm both. I can hang with the girls. I can hang with the guys. I, I truly believe that about myself. Yeah, I think that too. But let's say that you that there was a line right in the middle. 
And it's a scale, obviously. Okay. Which okay. side would you fall more on? 55, at least 55% probably on the guy side. Uh-huh. 55 to 60. Um, but I really like hanging with the girls. And I like the way the girls talk. There's like a difference talking to a girl than there is talking to a guy. Yeah. Um, that like satisfies part of what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So like I need to spend time with women uh, and not in like a romantic way in order to like fully enjoy my social time. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? Well, I, 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 I think what you said is, is really interesting. I think that for me, I, I like to hang out with girls in small groups, whether it's like one-on-one mm-hmm. catching up with a girlfriend is really great mm-hmm. and fun. But if it's a big group of girls, I don't want to be the only guy there. Interesting. I, I don't. Get, I don't mind that. I get a little overwhelmed. Yeah, I get a little it. overwhelmed. I, I I miss a lot of the jokes. I'm not part of it, <laughs> uh, and and I feel uh, like a barnacle. I yeah. I on feel the like whole it. of this sort of estrogen <laughs> voyage, um, but therefore, my counter to that is that I like hanging out with groups of guys. Uh-huh. Um, but I, if it, if it hanging out with one dude versus like one, one guy friend versus, well, I don't know. I would say I'm probably 60% guys guy. Yeah. 40%. Probably a little more in the extreme guy than, than you. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Well, dude, it's funny. My girlfriend, bless her fucking heart. I miss her. I'm, she's in LA now. I got back. She's, I, we haven't seen each other in a couple of weeks. I, I like miss her so much. It's crazy. Um, she's such a girl's girl. Yeah. Yeah, she's a, she's a hang with the girls girl through and through. I think she would agree with that. Um, and it's interesting because I didn't necessarily really, I don't think about that that often, but now that you're bringing it up, she is very through and through a girl's girl. I I think my girlfriend can do both, but she's more of a girl's girl. Uh, do you think that there is anything wrong with a girl being a guy's girl? No, not necessarily. It just depends who the, it depends who the guys are. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean i think sometimes i've heard women say i'm a total guys girl but right right i don't know if they are saying that they, they, maybe i'm gonna, I'm gonna say thinking. something i'm gonna say something controversial here too love it love it which is that often the women i've heard say that are saying it because in that moment they are disliked by the group of girls that they're friends with oh, or like or or they're not it's not gone well lately with women interesting interesting i i definitely hear that i i, I think that there, i think there's a couple ways that could come up that is definitely one of them another way that it can come up though is a girl trying to like conjure up this sort of positive thing about herself that she wants to portray like sometimes i find that girls that i know overrate the value of being a guy's girl I uh, just like hanging with guys. There's so much easy, like yeah. thinking that like guys think that's hot or something. Like I don't feel any particular way about no, that. No, nor do I. Like if you can hang with the guys, I don't necessarily find, find like think you're better because of that. No. Like I don't need a girl who like wants to watch the game. No. You know what I mean? Like that, th- that, that stereotype to me is blown out of proportion and overrated. So it can be that. But I also find it to be like a lot of the time girls who say that it's not even true. A hundred percent. I'm a guy's girl. It's like, no, you're not, dude. And that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Be yourself, right? It's funny to see people kind of play out this like story that they've made up about themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. like, I am like this, therefore this. Right. And it's not always, people can't always see see it for what it is. I, I completely agree. They got to wake up and smell the coffee. Oh, <laughs> speaking of, well done there, Julio. Thank you. We are delighted as ever to <laughs> sing the song of praise to our dear friends at brooklyn roasting company right here in brooklyn in the brooklyn naval yard it's about half a mile away i've been to the plant it's the best coffee i've ever had it's so good man and you got the peanut butter the peanut butter is fucking unbelievable it's, Dude, is it gone i bet it's gone it's like 75 percent gone mm. it's so rich that i actually have trouble combining it with other things so you just eat it pure it you, needs to be eaten alone you raw dog that yeah i've tried adding it to cereal i've tried putting it in like all sorts of different things i've even tried putting it in overnight oats 
and I find it's too powerful That's of a taste. Too much, yeah. You need to just enjoy it on its own. You got to mainline it. Yeah. It's like a fucking. It's a fine like scotch. Mm-hmm. You would never mix it with anything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. You put that big ice cube in there and you sip on it. Well, I, I honestly feel the same way about their coffee, actually. Um, I because I I normally drink you know my my sort of espresso shots with a lot of milk, but I have recently started making iced americanos with theirs, Yum. which is just uh, you know two shots of espresso or whatever, and then you add some water, a little bit of water, and then uh, ice cubes, and then I'll do a splash of my oat milk to because I don't want to step on this incredible product. Dude, you're such a fucking sexy bartender, dude. I don't want to. <laughs> it's insane the amount of shit that if you. If you had make. A, a pure brick of Colombian cocaine, hundred percent pure. You wouldn't throw a whole bunch of baking soda in that. You wouldn't pour oat milk all over it. Yeah. Right? Totally. So I am, I want the <laughs> purest form of my delicious Iris espresso or the BQE espresso. Those are my two favorites. But if you go to brooklynroasting.com right now and you use promo code OOPSBEANS at checkout, you will get 5% off with your first order. Best coffee I've ever had. Don't delay. Get it today. Oh, wow. That was fucking good. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. baby. Oops, stepping it up. That's it. All right, I got another one for you. But you feel like you got one for me. No, I mean, dude, get in there. I have lots of them. Here's here's something I wanted to ask you. Um, Okay, so uh, I did a comedy show Mm -hmm. recently, and it was was run by this guy, Tobin. Do you know Tobin? He's very tall. I don't know. I might not know. He's a very tall guy, but he's a great guy. Good comic. He runs a, a bar show in the Lower East Side. He used to. He's been running it for. I think it's called Baby Shower. You ever okay. heard of that one? No. Okay. Well, anyway, um, he had me on the show. His name's Tobin. Now, when I arrived and I saw Tobin, I've known Tobin for a few years, and my ex ex girlfriend's ex boyfriend, oh, Jesus Christ, was named Tobin. Oh, okay. And. We started dating when I was 19, and okay. we dated for many years. And the whole time we were dating, that guy sort of was in my, he just, you know, festered with me. Yeah. He kind of showed his head every once in a while. He'd yeah. send her a long, thoughtful email or a handwritten note. Yeah. And, uh, you he, know, asking for you to take the bait to like put him on the pedestal. You know, yeah, but he wrote it to her. I know, but yeah. like, but by doing that, it can turn you into the like, yeah, jealous boyfriend, which just makes him more attractive. Yeah, I was, like. I was always just a little wary of this Tobin fellow yeah. Yeah. from her past. Yeah, and as soon as I saw the new Tobin, the comedy Tobin, <laughs> it instantly reignited the embers of jealousy that I had felt for the previous against Tobin old tobin (laughs) and what's weird and funny about this to me is that my girlfriend now has lots of Mm ex-boyfriends whose names i've you know heard that don't bother me whatsoever right and what it means to me is that when i met my ex-ex-girlfriend i was so young and so insecure that jealousy was easily was around every corner mm-hmm. for me, and um, I carried that that youthful jealousy did not leave me from that relationship. But if I were to have, you know, if my girlfriend today had told me that her at last boyfriend's name was Tobin, the name wouldn't bother me at all, right? Because I I met her at a time in my life. Where I was ready to fend off that jealousy, dude. It's it's like the Tobin. Of, let's call it the Tobin effect. This like when you hear a song and it takes you back to that moment. Yeah, like a song you listen to a ton in high school, or like when you smell your first girlfriend's perfume. Mm. You like feel like you're back there. Hearing the name Tobin, yeah, makes you feel that jealousy, it's, that residual jealousy. It's it's like, uh, have you seen the Manchurian <laughs> Candidate? I actually haven't. Oh, it's I know great. It's a classic. They brainwash him to like assassinate the president or something. Holy shit! And he is triggered in his brainwashing through a series of like words. Interesting. And those words, if uttered in his presence, un- sort of it's like lock hypnotism. his brain down. Exactly. And Tobin, as it turns out, is still quite a trigger for me. But it, it just it, it struck me as so odd 
that I now do not think I'm a jealous person. It has nothing to do with like any feelings. I don't, I, I don't give, you know, I have no feelings anymore for that ex-ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. so many years ago. And yet her high school boyfriend's name still gets you has some kind of smoldering latent <laughs> seed inside of me deep beneath the fingernail uh whatever it is and 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 i hearing this name again i was like oh that guy that guy i don't like that guy i hadn't thought about that guy in years <laughs> i wondered if he what, what he was up to and if you know is he working out like is he talking to my ex-girlfriend <laughs> whatever yeah, it's so, so insane it so, is crazy, man. The Tobin effect. The Tobin effect. It's nuts. Pretty good. Dude, this is a complete random thought, but this is something that's very fascinating that I think will interest you. So one of this, you, the Tobin thing made me think of it. It's one of Hillary's best friends from high school. This guy, Taylor. He climbed Mount Everest recently. Now, did he summit yes. Mount Everest? He summited Mount Everest. Because, quick qualifier, I met someone recently who told me that their dad had climbed Mount Everest. And he just went to base camp? He went to like camp two. Oh, and then yeah. they were like, but the weather didn't yeah. allow it. I'm so like, well, that that's happens. fine. But if you say climb Mount Everest. Yeah. So this guy's like an adventurer. I think they like lead adventure groups. I think his family business is something like that. Yeah. So he and his dad attempt to summit Everest. His father couldn't do it. They like for health reasons, he like those kind of guys know when to tap out. The son, Taylor, summited Everest. Oh. Here is the gnarly thing about summiting Everest. And you hear these kind of stories. So first of all, you see dead bodies when you're climbing Everest. Yeah. That's the thing. They saw the dead bodies. This is the fucked up part. At one point, they would pass by people alive. And then on the way down, saw those same people dead. How crazy is that, dude? That sounds particularly rough like that was a very rough summit bid i don't i have not heard of that yeah dude i think just in general like it's just the reality that every time you climb maybe maybe, like you see dead bodies every time yes but as far as seeing people alive and later seeing them dead i'm not sure but that happened and i was like well that's fucked up that's crazy well here's my question were they were the people that they saw alive were they turning back were they going down I, I don't know i don't know that they might have been passing them or something i don't know but i i do know this i know that a lot of the time pe- the reason that people die on everest is because they get stuck because there's like one way down and if it's busy if you get stuck behind some like bucket list group who doesn't know what they're doing like you'll you'll die yeah right right traffic um, yeah which is crazy yeah um everything all right there chris was that okay <laughs> Oh, oh no chris's apartment chris's hunting. apartment saga chris hop on the mic we need you to tell this story because this is a classic new york story so uh we pretty much got this apartment applied put deposit down my friend was like i don't want to move there and then today we were walking around and we were like he was like i want to do it and then i just got an email saying somebody else took it so yeah that Fuck that was man. the shortest version ever of that story <laughs> chris had seen this apartment loved it convinced his friend they should live there but his friend had not seen it yet and then his friend got cold feet after they had sort of put their deposit in and then you guys withdrew your bid and then you finally convinced him your friend to go see it and he loved it at which point the apartment was gone i blame your friend that's on your friend 100 percent. fucking chris's boy getting cold feet would you i the idea of climbing Mount Everest has always been appealing to me. Not to me. I don't like the, dude, like the idea of living on a frozen mountain for two weeks. I'm not down for that. I don't even like camping. Like, there's no way I would I would ever do that. I think people look at you differently when you when you've climbed Everest. I think they that's the first thing they tell people about you. Right. I mean, it's certainly cool. I, it, it doesn't interest me. At all. It's almost like you know, right now in life. When someone is ex- describing a friend, let's say that let's say that you were single, mm-hmm. and some girlfriend that I thought would would do well dating you, mm-hmm. I was trying to set you guys up, and I described you to her. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, Julio's great. He's a comedian. He played tennis at BU. He uh. And I would li- he's from Connecticut originally, like he's done a bunch of acting, like all this. Mm-hmm. Those that's sort of the order yeah, of fair. L- like the listing. If you've climbed Everest 
that might even be the only thing I would tell her. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I mean, that that is true. It's certainly like a great accolade. Um, it just true. It, it truly isn't interesting to me at all to do it. Like it's it's interesting, but I I have no. It's interesting, but I have no interest in doing it. I think I've mentioned this before. I have a a deep interest in in doing the hike to base camp. Yeah, which is what seventeen thousand feet. Yeah, something like that. It's yeah. not crazy. Apparently, which is like how high like, Kilimanjaro is. Yeah. Um. But you go and then you see a bunch of people gearing up to make summit bids. And I think that if I did that trip, then I would leave with the desire to, to do train the to make the summit bid. Totally. I hear you, bro. What Do you know what the highest elevation you've actually been to on land is? Huh. Uh, yes, I think. Well, I went to the top of Mont Blanc. In Chamonix, in the, How high in is the that? French Alps, I'm not entirely a... sure. The highest that I've been is like fifteen thousand, and that happened on this Ecuador trip. There's a wow. lot of mountains there. That is high. Yeah, it was high. Um, fifteen is high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, never higher than that. I would sure. What's the top of Mont Blanc? Mont Blanc, fifteen seven hundred. Yeah, Francis. That's definitely the top. Squeaking the out that I've been. Squeaking out the W there on the altitude contest. Got you by seven hundred feet. You got me. Um, but yeah, dude, I don't know. Like, I, I don't need to push my body to the, to the limit like that. I like the, I like nature, but I like nature where I can go home at night, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, amazing <laughs> guys. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Well... Okay, I got another thing I wanted to talk to you about. So, I something happened to me recently that made me think I've made it. <laughs> what was that? As a as a comedian, I'm starting. I'm starting to feel that I've made it. I like that, dude. Because what a ridiculous, vague accomplishment. Did someone, he, he made it. Did you, I, I think I'm going to make it. I've made it. I mean, it's, certainly, sub- it's mean? certainly subjective. What does that mean, right? I honestly think, dude, my, my definition of that is maybe more, uh, sim- like, is, is less ambitious than most people's. To me, making it in comedy is that's your actual job. Agreed. And you don't have another job. Yeah. I think that's, I think that is to me making it as well, but, but I had never even broken it down that simply. Right. And I hadn't even considered this question until I realized something the other day, which is that I am now being asked to speak at nearly every wedding I'm invited to. Oh, that's awesome. That is such an interesting definition of. Dude, I love this about you. But 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 here's <laughs> here's here's you. where the interesting distinction is, right? If my friends had been getting married when I was first starting out in comedy, they would not have asked me to speak at their wedding. Interesting, yeah. Um, because at that time it was Francis is kind of I have a friend who kind of does this comedy mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And also not to mention like the circles that you kind of run in it's like tough customers it's people who are like educated at the top institutions like yes they're a little maybe cynical and they're more kind of they like expect a little more maybe you gotta you gotta do you gotta bring, you gotta it. bring it so now though um it's it's at the point where you know we we are public speakers we create narratives and we are used to speaking in front of people and I think that my friends or the people people who I'm get whose weddings I get invited to just naturally assume almost that I'm going to speak. Right. And it, by the way, when I say the wedding, I mean rehearsal dinner or 
you know, anything associated with the wedding. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm up there with the microphone in front of the whole thing. Like, right. Although I've done that. Is this thing on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but getting asked to speak in yet another wedding thing made me think like, oh, now everyone has decided that I am, I am a value added speaker, that there is a skill to this and that I felt like, oh, maybe I've, maybe that means I've made it. Interesting. I don't know why. That's that's cute, man. It struck me as interesting. That's very sweet. That's yeah. really I like that. I I have a question for you about weddings actually. Yeah. So I have found out that so I I've talked a little bit about the wedding situation. I went to an extremely fun wedding in Nashville. I'm going to talk about it on the next episode. Um but I got a couple more coming up. One the one in New Jersey is a black tie. Mm. I found out that the one I'm going to in Virginia in October is a black tie. And now I have another one in October that I suspect will also be a black tie. Is it time for me to buy a tuxedo? I I am the fact that you don't have one is mind bending. Why would I have one? Like dry cleaning because a tuxedo has going... to cost a hundred bucks, right? No. No? How much is it like, like forty at most? Thirty bucks? How much doesn't buying a tuxedo cost like a thousand dollars? No. It doesn't? No. Can you walk me through this? I know you own one. Yeah, I got mine and, and I And by the way, this you. is this is good for everybody listening who doesn't yeah. own a tuxedo, buying a tuxedo one oh one. I don't wanna I look, first of all, go to fucking Joseph A Bank if 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 you don't want to buy an expensive one. They have tuxedos that are like whatever, two hundred bucks, hundred and fifty bucks. And you okay. gotta get them tailored, right? Because you wanna look good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I don't I don't know what sort of like off the rack situation they have, but at worst you're just getting the pants hemmed. Maybe have the jacket taken in a bit. That's only going to cost you 40, 50 bucks. How do you feel about the, the tuxedo cop-out, which is the black suit, white shirt, black tie? If somebody says we're black tie, you have to wear a tuxedo. You can't wear a black suit. Okay. Also, a black suit is weird. I've done it before. You have? But like, not to wedding. Like, I went to some fucking ball thing. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you, you friends do some of this kind of shit. Like they're like, oh, we're having the summer ball. It's like formal attire, and I just like wore a black suit and a bow tie and got away with it. Yeah, people aren't looking that closely. I, but that's a little bit of a ghetto move. Dude, tuxedos make tuxedos are easier than you'd think. Please enlighten me, because it's just every single dude is wearing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. There is a one outfit option for everybody. It's a one size fits all for men. I don't Black look tie good is in that. way harder for women than it is for men. I have a fat ass, dude, and like the flap kind of kind of sticks out. Right, well, it, people can, made fun of my ass my whole life too, by the way. So I'm very self conscious about it. You can you could get a tuxedo that would that would make me look you. okay. Okay. And and here's the thing, right? So you go the Jose Bank route or whatever men's warehouse, any of that stuff. Some greasy. Go to I'm going to make you look great. Yeah, get something on on sale. I, you know. For me, the next step up was Suit Supply is this company that I use all the time. And I hate to use, like, give free ads. Uh, But Suit Supply makes, they're basically like the Warby Parker of suits. Got it. And they, uh, you go in there, they know what to do. You get your tux, you get your pants. It's all tailored. And I think it was like, I don't know, 550, 600 bucks. One time. I'm going to wear this thing to 15 weddings it's a laptop dude that's a laptop that's not a laptop i mean you get a new macbook for 900 bucks refurbished so that's not a laptop okay fine a couple hundred bucks more than a laptop but essentially the same sort of price category i'm telling you you rent a tux three times you're already you're there 100 bucks to rent a tux and you're wearing some other you're wearing a taxi on your body you're wearing a taxi that has been cummed in multiple times. Oh, God. Cigars have been smoked. Thighs have been grinded against. It has been wrung. The sweat has been wrung out from it by a pair of strong hands. It's been put through some industrial toaster dry cleaner and then presented back on the, the, the shelf. So full of starch. That you could stand it up without a body in it, and it would stand upright. Wow, that's terrible. And that's what you're wearing. That's terrible. Um, okay, fine. I guess I'm buying a fucking tux, dude. <laughs> it looks yes, like I'm you're buying, buying a tux. Looks like I'm buying a tux. Buy a tuxedo. It's simple. 
Well, dude, I just let Hillary dress me now anyway. So I guess but I'll she needs her. a tuxedo to put you in. Yeah, she, I'm going to let her do it for me. Go. You need to get the most basic one because okay. people end up asking you to wear sometimes like no no shawl collar tuxedos. Oh, they want, you know, the ones so the with simple the points. One. Just go the one that is the most it's universal. It's like pasta sauce. Yeah. Don't try to do too much of that. Yeah. Simple, the simpler the better. Did I, t- I told you about that, that friend of mine who was dating that woman who... They had a fight, and she had bought him like a twelve thousand dollar tuxedo. Yeah, yeah you did. T- I and forget she that. cut it up with a pair of scissors and like threw it off the balcony. Yeah, or something. and fluttered it down like black confetti. That's such a weird thing to do. It's like, uh, hello, you bought that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you showed me. <laughs> Damn, bro. Um, crazy. Buy a tuxedo, Julio. My goodness, dude. Real quickly before I forget, mm. Abba was doing something last night that made me laugh so hard. So obviously we're on, we're on this. <laughs> We're on this boat. Dude, this was so funny. We're on this boat. There's a bunch of like influencer people on this boat, presumably. You know what I mean? There's like comedians that we know. There's other people who we don't know who I'm assuming are in that kind of like Raina and Ashley influencer world. So a lot of people are, are taking selfie videos and taking pictures in general. And it got to the point where like people would, they would, they would kind of like do the turn where they're getting people. And right before they got to ABBA, they would just stop the recording. And it just became like a... <laughs> It was just like, a, it was a coincidence. Or like, they would do it and then they'd go over his head and then back yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> or they'd take a picture and like he wasn't in it. And he kept doing this thing. He kept in an Italian accent going, nobody wants the picture of Abba. <laughs> <laughs> he kept doing that. And I, I didn't fully understand why, but it was so fucking funny. <laughs> the choice to do like the Mario and Luigi accent. Yeah. Um, that was cracking me up. Nobody yeah. wants to take the picture of Abba. Yeah, that was good. Um, that was fucking good stuff. Sorry, that's a total. No, I'm glad you brought it up. He's an avid listener of the pod. He's now a man, and, uh, dear friend of ours. So love it. Shout out Abba. Uh, we thank you for being with us on this um, this this wonderful episode. This time of Oops the Podcast. We will be back on Thursday. As always, send your thoughts and well wishes or. Con- questions and, and seeking advice moments to uh, oops the podcast gmail.com tune in on wednesday tomorrow tomorrow for the live virtual happy hour have a few pops with me and julio join the patreon patreon.com francis ellis for that uh join the book club and f- look out for julio's upcoming yeah video series blog Epis. Yeah, they'll probably be on Instagram um, and then sort of like the longer form ones will probably be on YouTube. I haven't exactly figured it out, but it'll be obvious when they come out. That's uh, it. I'll put them everywhere. So. Cool. Thank you guys. We're Oops the Podcast. We'll see you soon. Bye.